Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Pylon, a podcast about the National Football League from Impact 89 FM Sports in East Lansing, Michigan. I'm Ian Drummond. Alongside me, Michael Marcock, Jacob Lothamer, and Darren Baydoon. How are we doing, everybody? It's early morning on Saturday. Looking forward to some Saturday NFL and some Sunday NFL. Really excited for this weekend of sports. Yep, I'll second that. Yeah, today's today's a great day. Great day. Uh, no exams. Exams are over. Just a nice day to kick back, relax, and watch. Very it. nice just to focus on football. Not have you know the Sunday scaries are gonna be a little bit easier this week, boys. Oh, for sure. Definitely looking forward to a lot of football today. College games starting at noon. It is just before 11 a.m. on Saturday the 19th as we're recording this. So we'll definitely want to try and get done in time for that. Who knows if we will. But since we're trying to go a little fast today, let's get right into the storylines. Thursday night football. Two days ago, normally we'd be recording this the Friday after, but it's Saturday. Chargers, Raiders, the return of Marcus Mariota to game action after, I think, over a year since he last played for the Titans. Despite that, could not quite will the Raiders to victory, lost narrowly to the Chargers. How we feel about this game? You, you know, I I bet I bet on the Raiders. I thought you know they they're trying to make the playoffs. They're gonna make a playoff push. So I was like, you know, it makes sense to bet on the Raiders. Like the hungry dog will try to run faster. They want to get into the playoffs. They want to be a better team. And I was thinking I was gonna get a full game of Derek Carr, but that didn't happen. And Marcus Mariota came in the game and it was a pleasant surprise. Marcus Mariota played better than I thought Derek Carr probably would have played except for that one interception where he kind of threw it behind him a little bit and he bobbled it and it got picked off. That was a crucial interception. Besides that, I thought Marcus Mariota was really, really good. Actually, he made a lot of plays on his feet, ran the ball really well. He brought something new to their offense. I still think the problem with the Raiders is their terrible defense. That's why um, Paul Gunther got fired, but you know, I just think Marcus Mariota brings more to this team and more to this offense than Derek Carr. I don't think Derek Carr plans on playing the last couple of weeks with that injury. I think he tore his gro- something in his groin. So I think it will be Marcus Mariota. And I think John Gruden will be happy with the change with Marcus Mariota bringing something new to their offense. Um, I will say that, no, yeah, that game in terms of the Raiders, I mean, you can pretty much eliminate them as a potential playoff team in the AFC now because, I mean, they they needed to, with losing to the Colts, they needed to win these next three games in order to get the 10 wins to have at least a shot at making the playoffs. And they were probably going to still need some help at that. Now that they only have a chance to finish with at the most nine wins, I don't think they're going to be um, anywhere near what they need because they're behind Indianapolis. They're behind Miami, who they would have faced next week, but – even if they win that game, it probably still won't make a big difference because they're also behind Baltimore. So, you know, you got to jump two teams to make the seventh seed, and that's you're going to need a lot of help with that. So they're probably not no longer going to be in the playoffs. Um, yeah, Mario played really well. I mean, he had nine rushes for uh, 88 yards and a touchdown. He threw the ball pretty. He threw the ball pretty good. I don't know if it's. I mean, Derek Carr had been having a pretty good, pretty good overall year. I mean, I mean, he hasn't played great 
ever since the you know in this recent slide the Raiders have been but I mean he was he was off to a really good start when they were at six and three and he was playing pretty well so I don't know if I'd say that he's I don't think he's the problem I think but no Jacob I will agree with you their defense just cannot stop anybody they don't have a pass rush they don't have they don't generate turnovers they really they really don't do anything well that a defense is supposed to do so that's going to be the problem going forward and you know that's again it's like last year with the Raiders they started six and four finished one and seven looks like they're about to repeat that same thing and just you know got questions about John Gruden in terms of how he's gonna be able to get that team to take that next step yeah I think like the key with Mariota on Thursday was I think I think it was really beneficial for them that he almost had to come into the game like that because the Chargers really were not game planning for Marcus Mariota at all. And he brings such a variable with his legs that Derek Carr simply just does not bring. So I think that was a big advantage for the Raiders, especially when he came into the game. And it showed because Mariota was able to do things with his legs that the Chargers just were not ready for because they didn't game plan for it. Um, but it just, you know, it didn't work out in the end. You know, Justin Herbert was absolutely sensational. Um, you know, he's, he's one of the, he's one of the best young quarterbacks in the entire league, you know, so poised and, you know, yeah, I mean, we talked about this before we got on, but you know, the Raiders didn't have much of a pass rush, but you know, that's beside the point. I mean, he was really good. Um, QB sneak to win it that, I mean, that throw in overtime was like insane. Um, so I, I, I want to, you know, make sure that I give, you know, Herbert his credit to, uh, he played really well and, you know, good for the chargers after the Raiders. That was life. I would have to agree that Justin Herbert is most of the time going to beat like sixth year Marcus Mariota in a quarterback duel. But I was very impressed to see what he brought to the Raiders offense. While I was looking for stuff to say about this game, I actually dug up an interview from earlier in the season with Derek Carr. And he said, you know, I wanted to run more. I wanted to run more. And he had been running a little bit more, but it's nothing compared to what you can get with Mariota in the game, who was an excellent dual threat quarterback in college and at the pro level. And he was frequently carrying that offense either with his legs or just by passing it repeatedly to Darren Waller getting open in a variety of ways. And that was pretty much the Raiders offense the whole night. <clears throat> but Justin Herbert and the Chargers, I think that Anthony Lynn's kind of got Herbert playing with like one hand behind his back because he wants to run the ball so much. But when he does, when he does leave it on Herbert to win the game, Herbert's more than capable of doing that. We saw that with the huge pass in overtime and the sneak, as you said, Michael. I think that going forward, they've got to give him more opportunities to make those kinds of plays. I don't know if Anthony Lynn's surviving this season, and if he's not, that should be the top priority for whoever replaces him. But... Enough about those young quarterbacks. Let's talk about some old guys. Drew Brees is projected to be back for the Saints game against the Chiefs this week. Quite possibly the matchup of the week. Some people calling it a Super Bowl preview. We'll talk about it a little more back in the pick'em. But what does it mean 
for the Saints to have Drew Brees back instead of starting Taysom Hill. Well, we'll save the chat about the game for the pick them. I'll just cover the Drew Brees part real quick. I don't know if Drew Brees really makes that much of a difference. I guess this team was doing pretty well in Drew Brees at quarterback, but I feel like we saw the same thing last year. Drew Brees got hurt. Teddy Bridgewater stepped in. The team looked really, really, really good. And then Drew Brees came right back in right before the playoffs. And then they kind of underperformed. So I'm nervous about this Drew Brees thing. Uh, The ribs, he's not going to want to take hits. Uh, The Chiefs can get to the quarterback. They have a decent defensive line. They can get after the quarterback a little bit. They got a lot of names on there. Frank Clark's a pretty good pass rusher. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like Drew Brees can't throw downfield as much as he can. And I don't want to get too much into the preview of the game, but they won't have Michael Thomas. I don't think I saw Michael Thomas was out for this game. So it's going to be a tough one. Tough return for Drew Brees. This might be a tough week to do it against the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how well he picks up against because the Chiefs de- the Chiefs defense they haven't been doing great in weeks in recent weeks, but overall they still have they're still eighth eight ranked eighth in the league in terms of points allowed. So it's going to be interesting to see how he comes back. But I feel like, at least in the short term, I feel like he gives you know Taysom Hill obviously is a more you know right now obviously he brings the running element and he's probably got you know he has the he has the ability to push the ball more downfield than Breeze does at this point in his career. But the one thing you can count on from Breeze, he's he's likely not going to make any stupid mistakes. And he's intelligent enough to where even if he doesn't have the if he if he can't throw the ball downfield, he still has the ability to dice anybody anybody up in the short pass game with Alan Kamara now, especially that Michael Thomas is back and fully healthy for the Saints as well. Breeze was play, Breeze basically played the whole season without him before he got hurt. So um, I think that I really, in, I think that it doesn't, I think it probably gives the saints their highest ceiling win just because again, it's like Drew Brees and I'll put, I just, you know, I, you know, he still has overall shown that he can get it done. So, uh, I won't get into my picks like Michael said, but, uh, or dude, like, sorry, like Jacob said, I don't know why it's Michael. Um, but I do think that it should be, it'll be very interesting to watch to see how well he plays coming off that rib injury. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys have basically hit on all the key points. I mean, the main thing is that, you know, with Drew Brees, as the saying goes, the trains are going to run on time. I mean, everything's going to be – he's going to make sure everyone's lined up correctly. He's going to make – he knows exactly where to go with the ball. There's just going to be less, you know, unknown as there was with Taysom Hill or even like a James Winston. You know, I he always knows where Alvin Kamara is. That's something you can always bet Drew Brees. Drew Brees always knows where Alvin Kamara is, and that's really all he's going to need in this game. Um so, I, I mean, yeah, you guys basically hit the points. I think the Saints are definitely a better team with Drew Brees. I'll say that. Um, they're, they're definitely going to have a better chance to win this game with him in there. So, I would definitely agree with that. The Saints are probably going to look a little better with him in. I mean, they don't have the, you know, whatever running dimension Taysom Hill brings, but I think that's more than offset by – Drew Brees' passing abilities, even if he is just kind of limited to, you know, being the master of, like, the little short pass. Um, and even with – I actually think, you know, Michael Thomas actually ruled out this week, looking at all the headlines. Um, but the short pass to Alvin Kamara is still pretty – 
you know, about as close to perfection as you can get for the Saints. Just two guys who are elite at passing and catching. And I think it could give the Chiefs some fits. Tom Brady won three Super Bowls doing that, so. <laughs> Certainly did. A little short passes. Um, and lastly, Michael, maybe not as excited to talk about this as you would have been a week earlier, but that Browns-Ravens ESPN classic from Monday night Um, I mean, I mean, it was a great game. It was such a good game. I mean, I was, I was on edge the entire game. Um, I was, I was very proud of, you know, the way that the Browns competed, you know, compared to week one, it was night and day. Um, the one takeaway that I got from this game is I think, I, I think the Browns are the better team, but I think the Ravens, you know, Lamar Jackson was an absolute, he was a superstar, you know, he showed why he won the MVP. Um, so I, I do think that the Browns did prove themselves, even though that they lost. Um, I think it's time that we finally put some respect on Baker Mayfield's name. He was absolutely phenomenal. You know, he was beating man coverage, um, you know, basically anytime he wanted in the second half, the scheming was great. There was, there was, there was a lot to like, except for the defensive side of the ball, but you know, I'm not going to look too much into that. The Browns were missing four starters in the secondary. So, you know, in a few weeks, like Denzel Ward is going to get healthy. Ronnie Harrison's going to get healthy. Grant Delpit will be back next year. This defense is only going to get better. Um, Lamar exposed some of the weakest flaws um, and he did exactly what he was supposed to do. So, like I said, I think, I think it was, it was just a great night. Um, it was a really great game. Um, but I, I think, you know, the Browns were the better team, but they got beat by the best player. So that's kind of happened. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, I mean, that's – I feel like – I don't feel like there's – in terms of the way the Browns played, it, I, I know, you know, it's it's a loss like that sucks. And I know because I, I can remember as a Lions fan back in 2013 where the Lions didn't allow the Ravens to score a touchdown and we still lost because Justin Tucker decided to make six field goals and then kick a 61-yarder to end the game. So I, I understand the pain in terms of losing – a Monday night game against the Ravens, but no, I feel, I feel like no, definitely the Browns show that they have the capability of, of play. I mean, they showed it when they blew out, you know, when they beat the Titans and they reaffirmed it against the Ravens, they can play with, you know, the other, you know, the other good top playoff teams in the AFC. Um, and I feel like it should give you confidence moving forward that you guys could potentially, even though at this point, maybe you won't win the division that maybe you guys should be able to, compete against the Steelers definitely at the very least in the, in the game you have against them. And I feel like also Baker Mayfield, the one thing I actually looked at this Baker Mayfield quietly is actually ranked at least in QBR. He's number nine in the league in the QBR ranking for ESPN. So, you know, the, maybe his stats don't pop off the page compared to other guys, but he's had an overall good year. And I mean, obviously they have nine wins and you, the quarterback has to play well for the most part. So no, I think he's, I think he's been able to re yeah, definitely. He's been able to rebuild his reputation after that, you know, the bad year that the, the whole, the whole team had last year. And, you know, it's, it's a tough, it's, it's a, it's a tough loss. Like in the moment it sucks, but uh, I would feel like I, I, you know, 
if I were a Browns fan, I would be still be feeling very good. I would feel like my team has a real, you know, come the playoffs. I feel like I would feel like, you know, that team has a real chance to, you know, to compete um, when it, you know, when they, when it comes to January. Yeah. I would say Lamar, Lamar really showed why he's the MVP. He really flushed the Browns down the toilet um, literally and metaphorically. Um, Yeah. That was the funniest part of the game to me. I think was the fact that, you know, cramps sure he said he didn't pull paul pierce which i thought was really really funny but yeah lamar played great lamar showed why he was the mvp last year why everyone was so high on him the ravens offense finally looked like the ravens offense from last year it didn't look the same this year but yeah lamar is really 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 good and i think the browns are legit i just think it really has to depend on their matchup they get in the playoffs and what the weather looks like in the day because they play really well in bad weather they just they're a great team when it comes to running the football and then the bad weather helps out their defense so uh heading towards more of the winter games well to be outside and all that different stuff i think that the browns have a good chance in the playoffs as long as they can run the football and then get some turnover luck just the turnover luck wasn't there for them last week i really love the battle of two of the league's elite rushing offenses. And yes, the Browns are absolutely legit. Putting up 42 on the Ravens is nothing to sneeze at. Baker Mayfield was absolutely dealing. Lamar Jackson was also absolutely dealing. One of those amazing Monday night shootouts, you know, and and just the pure points aspect reminded me a lot of the, uh, Rams Chiefs game from a couple of years back, although, you know, those, you know, that was a passing game, obviously. Um, but that, that game was just a joy to watch. And I hope that Monday night matchups down the road look more like that than, well, this week's, which we'll get into later. I don't, I don't. You know, people want to keep saying, you know, it's the game of the year. It wasn't. Browns lost. It's not the game of the year, but it's whatever. Just say that. The game of the year for the rest of us, maybe. Um, that's going to wrap up the stories this week. Kind of a little slow around the league. So let's get into another exciting edition of who you play for. Michael, take it away. Yeah, let's do it. Now, I'm not going to lie. I I just came up. Well, I didn't really come up with them. They're real people. But I, I found these players last night. I totally forgot to do it. But I have four players. I think I got some good ones. So, you know, with that, we can uh, we'll get started. So the first one, big time college sensation, absolute college superstar, has jumped around the league a few times. So who does he play for? Kenyon Barner. Kenyon Barner went to Oregon. He was like famous. He played, I believe he played in the national championship game against Auburn. Great return, man. Kenyon Great Barner. return, man. He's been, he's been in the league for quite some time, but who does he play for now? I remember I've heard his name this year and I'm trying to. Kenyon Barner. Kenyon Barner. Kenyon Barner. A lot of stumped faces. I have zero idea. 
I knew, well, I knew this one. You guys might get some of the ones later, but like at least these first two, I think I got you. Probably. I think, <laughs> I, I think this was at least a team. Okay. 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 I know one team that he played for. So that's my answer that I'm putting. I played for like five teams, if I remember correctly. That's that's what makes. I'm gonna fun. make an incredibly random guess. Hey, so I'd be more make random. Sense. I'd be All more right, y'all are ready. Here, you know what? Three, two, one. See those answers. So we got Darren says the Eagles. Um, I also said the Eagles. And then I know he played for the Eagles. It's yeah, that's why I was. Yeah, you're all wrong. He actually did play for the Eagles, but this year he is playing for Tampa Bay. He's never, okay. never would have gotten it. Like they're 20 running backs. So, you know. Never would have gotten it. The running backs get lost in the mix there. I yeah, don't yeah. know. They have so many names on that team. I have I think he only plays on special teams. So um well, that's probably, yeah, that's probably where hey, I remember hearing it. If, if he got a million running backs, gotta use them at somewhere. Exactly. So the next one, national champion in college at the Ohio State. You know, great linebacker, jumped around the league. Darren Lee. Who does Darren Lee play for? He was also a first round pick. Yeah, no, I remember who he got drafted by. I know who he I know he got drafted. Um, what was that by the Jets? Uh he's not there anymore. Um You know, Sean Lee plays for the Cowboys. That's so, okay. <laughs> well, my answer is I'm afraid Sean that's Lee not his Cowboys. name. No, no, it's like, God, that guy's played there for near about like 10. Years. I'll also and say he was a Super Bowl champion last year, but he doesn't play on the same team. Oh, oh <laughs> you suck. <laughs> I told you, you would have gotten it wrong. <laughs> I can't okay. Well, Ah oh, crap! Okay, I, I mean, was just gonna say he was a Super Bowl champion last year, but then you all would have guessed the Chiefs. Yeah, so. that's yeah, no. Well, that's what. <laughs> yeah, we would have all just put it down, and then. Right, I picked uh, a random. Um, I picked a random team that I feel like uh, you haven't picked a player off of in a while. He's so like I, so ready. He's like, I got it. I know this, and then it's like, nope. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I'm okay. I'm just gonna put something random. Uh, uh. All right. I, um, I know. I've also got a very random guess. This is probably wrong, but I could that I, I got all messed up off of that <laughs> when Michael said that. So like I couldn't I couldn't like I couldn't think straight for a minute there. I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> no, just I'm just thinking like who who would want a like a journeyman linebacker? Oh, I got an exact team that wants a journeyman linebacker. <laughs> all right, let's see it. Three, two, one. Jacob goes with the Giants. Darren's got – he's just going with the Eagles again. No, Bills, Bills, sorry. Oh, Bills, Bill, sorry. And then Ian with the Texans. Actually, Darren, you're correct. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Lucky. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. I literally – that was not – I literally – that was just random. I just thought, like, you because I put the Chiefs. And then you said he's not there anymore, and I'm like, crap. And no, I, honestly, like, you probably deserve it. But see, my logic, my logic was spot on. Yeah. Drafted by the Jets, he knows New York, loves New York, wants to go back to New York. Giants, York. psych. 
He's going north. He's going to Buffalo. Yeah, I was just confused. Got I signed by the Bills. Was you know, when you said a team that needs a journeyman linebacker, I thought you were making a Lions joke. That's why. Yeah, I also thought that was what that was for a second. If you would have played for the Lions, I would have been real sad. No matter, no matter uh, how he got the practice squad, Darren probably deserves the point. So look, he he would he would yeah. fill the spot of being not Jelani Tavai. Yeah, that's the. All right, all right. Well, let's just move on. Third player. All right, we're going back into the, the MSU pool. Oh, thank God. MSU along. <laughs> a center. Brian Allen. Oh. You should have never gone back to MSU players. I know we're all the MSU players. I, mm. You're like oh, for the last six. I have to throw you one. But so. when we did the MSU players, the very first episode, I got every single one right. Well, I only did two of them that week, but you there's three. not many like – there's not that many in the league right now, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just got to pick Kirk Cousins, and he plays for the I'm Washington football team. never going to pick Kirk Cousins for this He second. plays for the Washington football team. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, me too. I, I honestly don't remember. Pretty good friends with Matt Allen, so I am watched a couple of games this year. So Or Jack Allen. Whatever one's it. No, Matt. It's Matt. <laughs> I get him confused. There's too many of them. Like, All right. I know, I know one. I know one of them. It's like <laughs> three, two, one. Let's see it. We got Rams, Rams, Titans. Yes, it's the Rams. Ah, back in here, baby. I think I remember that's when he got, I remember where they got when he got like seeing him get drafted by them. So that, that yeah. He's, yeah, he was the first NFL player who came out and said that he had COVID, but it also just got kind of covered up by the news that Von Miller had it when it happened like 30 minutes later. It was like, oh, Von Miller has COVID. Oh, who really cares about Brian Allen, then? which is rude. Nice guy. Sheesh. All right. See, I, I had to throw you one, Jacob. You were over for the last six. So I, had I appreciate to, you. I had to get you on the board. But we're going away from MSU for this last one. So this last one, you guys actually might know this one. We'll see. But, Should I spit this out, then, if we're not doing an MSU player? Uh, I mean, you can still guess. You might actually know this one. Former first-round pick. Actually, former top-ten pick. Vernon Hargraves, the third. Oh, I think I remember where he was last he year. He was, he was with the Bucks. He was with the Bucks for that. a while. Um, he was drafted by the Bucks in the top 10 in 20, I want to say like 2016. So is our hint for this round that he's still not with the Buccaneers? Because that was the only team I could He's not with the Buccaneers. Yeah, no, he's not I'll with tell you that. He's not with the Buccaneers. Hargraves, Vernon Hmm. Where is Vernon Hargreaves gone? He wasn't worth he did not pan out. So that's why he's kind of moved around. Yeah. Yeah. Gets to get some dead weight off the bucks. I guess. Hmm. Not like they don't have Tom Brady enough. Dead weight. Sheesh. I think. We want to talk about dead weight, LaShawn McCoy on that team, but that's besides somehow that. he's he's getting know, twenty team. running backs. Yeah. I don't even know why McCoy still plays. I don't know why he doesn't retire at this point. Honestly, he's getting more reps than Leonard Fournette because Fournette's not giving the effort. Weren't there people like super hyped about LaShawn McCoy to the Bucks? Yeah, originally, and then they, and then they signed Fournette, and then they haven't used either of them, and then they've just been using. 
Bucks um, are really trying to get like, man, they're just they're picking up offensive vets like Infinity Stones, man. All right. If they collect all six, they'll be this able about, to make this is about Vernon Hargraves the third. So who does Vernon Hargraves the third play for? Three. I just, I just think it would be really funny. I would guess. Um, Texans for Darren, 49ers for Jacob, and the Jets for Ian. Darren, you're right again. Yes. Vernon Hargraves plays for the Houston Texans. He got traded there last offseason, so he's been there for like two years now. I was thinking at first Tennessee because I was like – I'm thinking like – I was thinking either Tennessee, but then I'm like Houston. I'm like, I think I saw him play in Houston. I'm like, I went with my gut. All right. I just thought the concept of being traded to the Jets before the season would be really funny because I honestly didn't remember – I didn't remember any of these players <laughs> at all. We got three right today. Now, one of them was a complete just guess. Oh, but, no, yeah. That but was – he gets three. Jacob got one today, and Ian once again went. Or no, actually, Ian did well last week, but he did not do. Yeah, so well. I put up a shameful goose egg this week. And oh, stays six. Darren, you're up to eight, and you are now in the lead. And Jacob's at five. My respect. I mean, <laughs> I didn't do great in who we play for, but transitioning, I am doing very well in the cover. Our segment where we take the three biggest lines of the week, and we see what teams are going to cover and not cover. Go through the standings real quick. Two weeks in, Michael is three and three. Ian is three and three. Darren is three and three. I am five and one. Boys, you just copy my picks. I don't know what to say. I am hitting on the big games for some reason. Um, the other ones, I'm not doing too great with, but on the big games, I'm doing decent. Uh, this week, oh, the Lions have the fourth biggest spread. Hmm. Well, that's just a shame because I thought the Lions were really going to pull it off last week against the Packers. But, of course, this one really bit us in the butt last week with the Packers because the Packers covered by one point. So that Lions kicking that field goal at the last second to cover that game, and we all lost that one. So that was a bad beat for that game. We are going to move to this week, though, for the NFL, and we will start with the Jaguars, the Jaguars are playing the Ravens this week. The Ravens are coming off their win. Jaguars are 12 and a half point underdogs. Darren, who are you taking for this game? Will the Ravens cover? Will the Jaguars cover? We'll see. Uh, yeah, I, I, I took a flower on Jacksonville last week just be, you know, just for the heck of it. And obviously that ended up hurting me. So I will gladly take the Ravens to cover. I mean, based on based on how they've looked the past two weeks, it seems like Lamar Jackson is now hitting his stride again. The rushing, you know, they're rushing their offenses, you know, they're running the ball as well as they have all season. They still have a really you know, over, even though their defense gave up a lot of points against the Browns overall, they still have a lot of good pieces on that side of the ball as well. So yeah, I will I, I expect them to win this game by multiple touchdowns at the very least. Ian, your thoughts on the Jags and the Ravens? You know, I'm definitely also taking the Ravens. I, you know, I, I think that even though I've always been, the Jags have Minshew back and I've always been a little bit higher on him, I think, than, a lot of people, although maybe that's just biased because I really loved him in college, but I don't see a world where he makes like such a meaningful improvement to this Jags offense that they do not get like literally walked all over 
by the Ravens defense and they don't get walked all over by the Ravens offense on the other side of the ball. I'm going to take the Ravens. Michael? Uh, I'm going to make this three for the Ravens. I mean, I want – I'm a big I'm a big Minshew guy. I think he makes their team a lot better, and I think they deliberately didn't play him to lose. But I – you know, after last week, you know, there were a lot of people saying, oh, you know, the Jaguars always cover, and they got just the door blown off of them. So, I think I think the Ravens are back offensively. Lamar is kind of back in his little zone. So, I, I like the Ravens by two touchdowns. That sounds about right. That would definitely cover. I'm going to take the Ravens as well. Um, I'm having a hard time about it. I'm really thinking about it. And the fact that I don't like it kind of likes me, makes me like it a little bit more for the Ravens. Uh, yeah, I feel like the Jaguars are in full-on tank mode right now. The Ravens need to keep on winning to be able to get into the playoffs. So I think they're going to be pretty aggressive with the way they play. Obviously, it could turn out being a weird game for Baltimore after playing so well last week. But I don't know. The Jaguars' defense is nothing to be scared about. So that's the only thing that makes me feel confident in the Ravens here. Now we are going to move to the Monday night football game, which we will also do a pick them for. But this is completely different. This will be the spread of the game, which is currently 13 points. The Bengals are a 13-point underdog. Ian, what are your thoughts on the Bengals and the Steelers this week? So I was looking for stuff about this game today. One thing I noticed is that both these teams are have been really bad at covering over the last few weeks. I think it was the Bengals have only covered one time in their last five, and the Steelers have only covered two of their last six. It's also kind of a – it's also been kind of a meme. I don't know how much that's been true this year of – the Steelers over the last few years continually playing to the level of their competition. The Bengals are obviously not good competition at all because they're going to have a top five draft spot. I do kind of feel like, I kind of feel like being bold and saying, Hey, the Steelers offense has been sucking lately. The Bengals offense has been sucking since they lost Joe Burrow, you know, random low scoring, Monday night game, I'd, I'm taking the Bengals. I feel like that might be insane, but I'm going to do it. I feel like you are insane. I'm going to take the Steelers. I feel like the Steelers need a get-right game. They've had two bad weeks in a row. I feel like they're pro- – I hope they show out on defense. That's the main thing is their defense. Um, I feel like they can just destroy the offensive line of the Bengals, which basically got Joe Burrow killed this year. So – yeah, I, I, I pray for um, the Bengals passing game because I feel like it's going to be a tough one against the uh, Steelers this week. So I'm going to take the Steelers. Uh, Michael? Yeah, I'm right with you. I'm taking the Steelers. Uh, I mean, if anyone remembers last week, I took the Bengals as my upset at plus three, and they lost to the Cowboys by 23 points. So there's there's one of the worst offenses in the league. So there's no way the Steelers don't cover whatever it is, 13, 13 and a half, whatever. It, it, no, it get right game. Um, they're just better. Their defense probably will cover the spread themselves. So that's my thought. Darren. Yeah, I'll take the Steelers as well. I mean, back when they first played this, the Bengals with Joe Burrow still starting, they in the last two weeks have scored 14 points combined. Uh, so 
Yeah, and they just look terrible. They look terrible against a Cowboys defense that is not good last week. I mean, they're not. So the fact that they only scored seven points in that game, it, no, I think Pittsburgh, they may not do they, – they, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, like like you said, Jacob, this is a, this is a get-right game for them. I don't know. Maybe their offense doesn't look fantastic, but I feel like their defense is just going to be too much for Brandon Allen or whoever starts for the Bengals to handle. So, yeah, I will take them to cover this game handily. Going on to our last game and our biggest spread, the Jets are 17-and-a-half-point underdogs traveling all the way to L.A. to play the Rams. Uh, they recently fired their defensive coordinator. Is that a chance for their defense to be any better this week? Michael? 17-and-a-half is a very large number. Um, I mean, they're I mean, like they're daring you to take the over or take the Rams, but then again, the Seahawks did win 40-3 to last week. Um, over the same Jets team. I like the Rams defense. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to take the Rams. I think they'll cover 17 and a half. I, I, I like their defense in this game. I think they're going to shut the Jets offense down. And even though Jared Goff is not playing his best football, their offense will put up enough points and their defense might get them a few points. This is kind of like the Steeler game. I think their defense will put up some points to help Jared Goff out. And I think they'll cover 17 and a half. Yeah, my big thing with this game is somehow the Jets are able to score first every time they play. They score, they score first. I think are we? I think now it's seven and seven. But last week they were seven and six. This year, the first first team to put points on the board. So it's weird that the Jets get out there the very first drive, you know, look competent, and then just fall apart the rest of the game. I'm also going to take the Rams. Uh, I feel like the Rams are playing really, really good football right now. And I think they're onto something with feeding Cam Akers. And I think he's a great back. And I think that if you just hand him the ball, especially against this Jets team, he's just going to run, 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 run for days. Plus, that will make their play action game work. They're kind of like the 49ers in that way, that their play action starts to really open up McVay and um, – McVeigh and Shanahan are kind of like that in the same way where they like to run it and then use the play action to really open up the field. And I think they will. So I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, Darren. Yeah, I was, I, I thought about for a minute, but actually, yeah, I'm going to take the Rams too. I mean, they played, they played overall really well in the past few weeks. They won, they won against new England 24 to three. And I know new England isn't the same team they usually have been, but I feel like for them, that's a, a big psychological hurdle just coming off of, you know, losing the Super Bowl and how like New England, you know, they haven't been great, but they've been, you know, they beat Baltimore. And so, you know, they're a team that was, that you could say was liable for an upset and they beat them handily. So, yeah. And I think they, you know, they now have, it looks like their number one running back in Cam Akers, who, you know, a guy who they can really get the ball to 20 times a game. And, you know, off of that, Jared Goff can get, you know, make more plays to guys like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. So, yeah, I think right now they're, I think they're starting to, you know, they look like they're in their, in their stride right now. And I, yeah, I think they'll, I think they'll definitely be able to put that amount of points up against the jets. So I will take them to cover as well. Ian wrap us up here for the cover um, portion of the podcast. Who are you taking jets or Rams? Well, no controversy here. I'm going to also take the Rams. I think that I, I think I put some on the jets last week against the Seahawks who of course, had been playing only close games, or at least relatively close games the whole season, and then they beat the Jets by 23, not even close. And I think that the Jets will 
have a lot of trouble trying to do anything on offense against a Rams defense that has been pretty potent over the last little bit. And again, as you said, Jacob, I think that even if Jared Goff is not playing his best, they could feed Cam Akers like 25 or 30 times this game and they would be extremely productive. And I think they definitely can beat the Jets by at least 18. That was our cover section. Every single one of us took the Ravens to cover 12 and a half against the Jaguars. All of us took the Rams to cover 17 and a half against the Jets. And the only person to take the Bengals was Ian Bang. I hope the uh, Ian was the only person to take the Bengals. Ian, I hope that the Bengals work out for you. Not really, but I wish you the best of luck there. Moving on to the pick'em segment. It's okay. You can say how you feel, Jacob. Okay. Um, then screw you. I hope the Steelers kill him. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the pick'em segment where Ian is killing everybody. We are, here's our pick'em points so far. Two weeks in, Ian with 12 points, Michael with seven. I have eight. Darren with four. Darren is struggling. Ian is doing great. Ian, you'll start us off with the Lions and the Titans. I feel like there's not much to debate here. I haven't heard much about Stafford this week, but I doubt that he is playing. Uh, Ian, what are your thoughts on Lions and Titans? So, as you mentioned before, this was the fourth biggest spread. I think it's now Lions are 11 and a half point underdogs. I would take the Titans to cover that like multiple times if I could. Like, like we could have just done the Lions game for every slot in the cover. And I just would have been like Titans, 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 especially with the Lions putting in, I think Chase Daniels, the backup now. That's not a good situation because the only team that Chase Daniel can beat is the Lions. And I think that if they start him, he will do that. Ian with some great points on the Lions. He would put his entire house, he would put his life savings on the Titans to cover that game. Michael, what are your thoughts on Lions and Titans? Well, first of all, I would like to say I'm, I'm glad I'm not a Lions fan. I'm glad that my team has at least gotten out of that, you know, that wilderness phase. Um, but what I will say, I think, honestly, I think this is going to be a closer game than Ian seems to think it's going to be. I I mean, like closer in the sense, like, I think the Titan, I, I'm, I'm going to take the Titans. And I think, I think it won't be like, it won't look as close, but the way he's talking about it, the Titans defense is just not good. Um, and I think that the Lions are still going to be able to move the ball. They still have some playmakers, especially, you know, just hand the ball to DeAndre Swift, which they should be doing more of. My fantasy team would like that too. So, but I think it'll be closer. Um, but Derrick Henry's going to be too much. The play action game, Tannehill, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, all the weapons that the Titans have on offense. So it's just going to be too much. Michael is going with Tractor Cito. Uh, Darren, your thoughts? Yeah, I'll make that three, three for three. I think that this is Stafford. I think he's he's been real questionable, but whether he plays or not, I don't think it's really going to. I, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. Honestly, just the lines. I the Titans are Derrick Henry, which is going to probably run for two hundred yards in this game, which will kill me in fantasy because, of course, he's on my opponent's team. But at the end, yeah, you know, no. But this is. No, I expect the Titans to come out. They'll probably be able to get whatever they want on offense. And could the Lions score a few touchdowns? You know, I mean, listen, yeah, they kept it close against Green Bay for a lot last week. But at the end of the day, it's it's there's 
you know, if the Titans need to make a play, they they probably will because Ryan Tannehill's played well enough this year, and Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry. So yeah, I'll I, I'll take him. To, I'll take him in this game, and I'll it, yeah, I'll take him to probably cover too. I agree. I think this game might be a sneaky over because I do think the Lions can put up some points here. I don't know about Chase Daniels slinging it, but I agree. The future is DeAndre Swift. They need to give him the ball more. Um, I don't know what this Adrian Peterson thing is. Um, I get it. Maybe if it was AP like 10 years ago, but it's not. So just give Swift the ball. Uh, besides that, I think Derrick Henry is going to run the ball down the line's throats. It's going to be bad. It's going to be really, really, really bad. I don't know. It's going to it's gonna be like some shades of like Saquon in college where it's like Derrick Henry is going to be a league above every single defender on the field for the Lions. It's going to be hard to watch which I'm all in for at this point because I just want them to keep losing games. So I'm going to go with the Titans. Uh, yeah, I'm just disappointed in the Lions season. Sorry, I just got real sad, but damn, Lions suck. Uh, moving on to the Seahawks and the Washington football team, I feel like this one will be a little bit different and with people thinking different things. The football team is in first place of the NFC beast, the best division in football. And the Seahawks are hunting for a wild card spot currently because they are losing the tiebreaker to the Rams. Michael, your thoughts on this game. Dwayne Haskins, baby. That's, that's my thought. Um, he's got to show something. This is his time right now of, you know, you have three games. We don't know when we're going to see Alex Smith again. Um, this is his time to prove that, that, uh, the football team doesn't need to look for a quarterback next year. Um, it's his time to step up, um, against the a Seattle defense that isn't out very good, especially against the pass. You know, we all know Washington's defense is top tier in the NFL. It's very good. It's really good at forcing turnovers and rushing the passer, but Russ is a different type of guy. You got to let him cook and he's got the legs. I like the Seahawks in this game in a close one. Um, I think the Reds, no, sorry, the football team, I think that their defense will keep them in the game, but Russell Wilson's just, he's so mobile and the Seahawks are finally letting him cook a little bit. And I like, I like where the Seahawks are going. So I'm going to take them in a close one. Ian. As much as I would love to see Dwayne Haskins do great because I am a Terry McLaurin fantasy owner I really have not seen that kind of production out of him as the Washington quarterback. And although, as Michael said, I think the Washington defense will keep them in this because they're very good. I think that the power of letting Russ cook is just too much for Washington to overcome. And I'm going to take the Seahawks. Aaron? Yeah, it's tough because I really – Washington, to me, I really believe in – first of all, I I love a team that can get after it in terms of with their offensive and defensive lines. In terms of their defensive line, Washington can, you know, do – has, you know, more depth on their D-line than maybe arguably anyone in the league possibly. But I do think that without Alex Smith, you know, could Dwayne Haskins have a decent game? Sure. I mean, but because the Seahawks' defense isn't great. But – you know, they do have their pass rush has been getting better lately. And I just don't think that I feel like with Alex Smith, you know, he's not going to maybe make a ton of big plays, but he's also not, he's going to probably be able to stabilize the offense with Haskins. 
I don't know. I mean, he, I, I feel like he could be liable to throw the, you know, at least a couple picks, maybe a pick six, depending on, you know, the situation. But like, yeah, I just, I feel like, I feel like with him, the uncertainty now with him trying to come back and maybe pressing too much to try and prove himself, I feel like he's going to probably make a couple of mistakes and the Seahawks are going to be able to take advantage of that. And yeah, I'll probably, I think it could still be close, but I'll, I'll, I'll take it in the, I'll take him in this game. I agree. We'll make this a consensus Seahawks. Um, if this was Alex Smith, I'd think about it. I'd really think about it. I think the football team's kind of on a roll right now. And Alex Smith kind of has control of that offense and probably that team. And everybody's kind of corralling around him. But with Dwayne Haskins, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out here and he has a monster game and makes a statement. It could happen. Like, we've seen him do it in college, and he has the ability to do it. Just for some reason, we haven't seen it yet in the NFL. So it could happen. But I think it's the Seahawks for now until we see something that makes me feel confident in Dwayne Haskins. But like Michael said, I think this is definitely – this game will be Dwayne Haskins' career with the Washington football team. He has a great game. They'll start him for the rest of the regular season probably. We'd uh, wait for Alex Smith to get healthy and possibly see how he progresses in the next season. But if he does bad, then I think it's over for him on this team. And He's going to have to try again somewhere new. So I'm going to take the Seahawks and it's the possibility of Dwayne Haskins because everyone thinks he's special. Like we saw, saw what he did for Ohio state, but it's the Seahawks this week, moving on to probably the best game of the week. We talked about it a little bit earlier, the chiefs and the saints raises back this week, expected to start uh, Michael Thomas, his number one target will be out though. Ian, what are your thoughts on this game? Well, like you said, Jacob, I think this is the game of the week. I think that this is one that everybody's going to want to tune into when they can get it. And I am going to take the Chiefs. I think that they're the slightly more complete team. I know that I don't think that the Saints, for as good a defense as they are, I think that even at Mahomes is worst. He tends to give people fits. And we saw that against the Dolphins last week where the Dolphins got, what, three picks and, you know, made him look rattled, but they could not pull off the win there. I, you know, I know the Saints are a little bit better than the Dolphins, but I do not really trust their offense as good as it is with Drew Brees being back. I just think that they're a little bit too limited on that side of the ball. And I like the Chiefs. Michael? I'm going to take the Chiefs as well. I think the Saints – I think the Saints defense is very good. They had – you know, they, they – every defense has a game like they had last week, especially when you were preparing for – you know, a quarterback such as Jalen Hurts who you've never seen before. But there's just no game planning for Patrick Mahomes. It just there there is no way to there's no way to say you're gonna stop him or slow him down. It's it's that and they're on turf. Like, I mean, come on, Tyreek Hill's gonna have a field day. So I like the Chiefs to win this one. And I kind of like them to win it rather handily. Darren. Yeah, it's I would have I, I, this is actually this is actually a Super Bowl a Super Bowl preview. I mean, it's it's been called a Super Bowl preview this weekend. It's been a matchup that I would have liked to see in the Super Bowl for probably the past two years. Um, I do think though that 
the Saints have – I love the fact that how they can just, you know, they can beat teams in any way. They can bludgeon you on defense. They can score on offense. They have a good special teams. Like, they're so well-balanced. But, you know, there is a little bit of uncertainty with Drew Brees coming back after the injury. Michael Thomas being out doesn't help that. And they did not play well last week against the Eagles. And, yes, you know, maybe not being fully prepared for Jalen Hurts had something to do with that. But, you know, that's a game where you would – you would think you would just check off and be like, oh, yeah, they'll get that. And they did. And, you know, it gives it gave me a little bit of pause because with Breeze coming back, I would have been tempted to take them in this game, being that it's at home. But the Chiefs right now are looking like a juggernaut. Patrick Holmes is, you know, I mean, he's at least 1A, 1B with Aaron Rodgers for NFL MVP this year. And I think it should be a good game, but I do think that it's – even for as good of a defense that the Saints have, I think that Mahomes, they're going to be able to make at least a couple of big plays. And they'll probably, I think, you know, I'll, I'll say it probably for like in the 10 to 7 point range, I think they'll be able to pull it out. I'm going to agree with all of you guys. It's getting to the point where the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are getting into that Patriots territory where you just can't bet against them because they make you pay for it. I don't trust the Saints 100%. I know a lot of people really like the Saints. I, I, don't know why, but I can't all the way buy in. It feels like they play teams that they should beat handily really, really close. And then when they play the good teams, they kind of underperform sometimes. So I think it's going to be that case again. Patrick Mahomes doesn't play as well inside. So that's something for the Chiefs, but it's Patrick Mahomes. He might be at the end of his career, the greatest quarterback we've all seen play. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. Transitioning to Sunday night, the Browns are trying to get right after a close loss. And then the Giants also played super bad last week with um, Daniel Jones trying to play on basically one leg. I'm pretty sure it's probably Colton McCoy this week. Um, Daniel Jones will not be the starter, still trying to get right with his leg injury. So, Michael, the, will the Browns get right this week against the Giants? It's a revenge game in a lot of ways. Oh, I mean, it's a major revenge game. I mean, you're talking Colt McCoy, who was the Browns quarterback back in like 2012. Uh, You're talking Freddie Kitchens, who is calling plays because Jason Garrett's on the COVID list. So last year's head coach, who was such a disaster, is calling plays against his former team. Um, And there's just, I mean, it's just, there's there's Jabril Peppers, who was in the Odell Beckham Jr. trade. I mean, if only Odell was playing in this game, that's what I'm really sad about. You know, he was looking forward to playing this game. Um, and he just can't, he's out in Arizona or something right now, but I, I do think the Browns get right. I like, um, I like the offense to keep rolling. I I think the Giants defense is good, but they're nothing special. And they're down James Bradbury this week, um, their top corner and they run a zone scheme and we all know that Baker Mayfield picks apart zones. So I think the Browns will get right. Um, whoever they're starting at quarterback, I mean, Colt McCoy can't his shoulder has been ruined since his college days. He can't throw the ball downfield. Um, and they don't really have any running threat that scares me, even though the Browns running defense was bad last week. Um, I like the Browns in this one. Darren. Uh, yeah, I think that, I mean, I mean, McCoy did win them a game at Seattle, so it's not like he can't come out and potentially lead them to an upset. Although I do feel like coming off coming off the performance they had against the Ravens, I feel like Cleveland's going to come into this game with the with some anger just because they they knew how close they were. I, I feel like they know that you know they 
you know, they still have the urgency of wanting to, you know, make sure that, you know, they're in the playoffs. They want to get, they want to get to that 10 win mark and they want to get that taken care of. And I think overall, I mean, they, overall, they should be, they're a better, they should be better than the giants. And it won't shock me if this game is close because the giants, both the giants and Washington, Washington as the two lead NFC East teams have just played a lot better recently. Um, but I do think that, the Browns, I think Baker, Baker Mayfield will make you know some plays. And I think they'll run the ball well enough. And I think that, yeah, I think they'll end up taking this game as well. I agree. I'm going to go with the Browns here as well. Um, the thing that I get caught on for the Browns and for the Giants is I just don't know how to pick them both. I don't understand when's a good week for the Browns, when's a down week for the Browns. Same thing with the Giants recently. Now that they've been starting to play a little bit better, it's like that defense showed up two weeks ago but then last week it didn't show up at all. So their defense is just iffy. I'll go with the one thing that's consistent in football and that's running it. And the Browns are really good at running the football. So that's where I'm going to go with this one. Uh, Ian. No controversy here. I'm also going to take the Browns. I was looking at that last Colt McCoy game and I think Colt McCoy had about 100 yards passing. I think the Browns are going to put up enough points on the Giants where the Giants will have to – they're not going to be able to run it to the extent that they would probably want to with Colt McCoy starting. You know, Wayne Gallman's decent, but I don't think he's going to strike fear into too many people's hearts. Um, I think the Browns are going to come out. They're going to want that 10th win. Baker Mayfield, been hot lately. Gonna keep being hot. I don't I don't think that the Freddie Kitchens revenge angle is going to help the Giants as much as they might like it to. Um and that's what I think. Yeah, we all watched Freddie Kitchens coach for the Browns last year. I don't think this is going to be a great one for the Giants. Moving to Monday Night Football, we talked about it a little bit earlier, Bengals and the Steelers. If you want to keep this one going, we'll just go all the way through. Everyone wants Steelers, 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 Steelers all day. Get them when you want them. Except for Ian, Ian, who wants them to cover. But we all believe that the Steelers will win, though. I think the Bengals could cover. I do not think they could win. Okay. Thank you, Ian. That makes it a consensus Steelers. Now we're moving on to our upset portion where Ian has killed it both times that he has picked the upset. They, Ian, did you take the Jets the very first week we did this? No, I took the Giants. You took the Giants and they beat the Seahawks. So both times that Ian has taken a upset, he's gotten extra points because they ended up winning. He took Washington last week and then the Giants two weeks ago. Ian is super hot, so I will let Ian start us off. Ian, what is your upset pick this week? You're muted, Ian. Whoops. You're good. All right. You don't want to share the secrets with everybody. (laughs) I know. Can't have any of that special sauce leaking out to the rest of you. Um, This week, I'm looking at the game that we almost put on the pick'em. I'm talking about the Oklahoma Bowl. Eagles, Cardinals, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray. Eagles are six and a half point dogs. I'm going to take them. 
The Eagles have been playing teams close all season. That includes teams who are better than the Cardinals. That includes times where Carson Wentz was playing the entire game for some reason. And, you know, the Cardinals, Cardinals looked good against the Giants, but they've been a very spotty team this season. I mean, they took a fat L to the Lions this year, which is frankly embarrassing. And I think that in the question of who's going to show up, I will take the Eagles constantly playing teams close over the Cardinals slight potential to overperform. Let's say. I like your point there. I think somehow the Eagles play a close game every single week. So at least you can count on that. Michael, what is your upset pick this week? Okay. Um, so last week did not go so well for me, but the first time we did this, I took the Jets against the Raiders and that paid off. This week I'm gonna go with kind of a it may it's it's only a three point spread. I'm actually gonna go with the Bears over the Vikings. I I'm riding the Mitchell Trubisky train because you know he he right now we're up here with Mitchell Trubisky. I like the Bears plus three in this game. The Vikings are just the one team this year I cannot figure out. And so um I like the Bears plus three. I like that defense. I really like I'm that. That was going to be my pick as well. I will change it. But, Darren, what is your pick for the upset of the week? Well, my pick was also – look. I was also looking at the Eagles and the Cardinals, but I'll let Ian take that, of course. But I am actually going to look at another game where it's – you know, it's it's not – it's not – you know, it's maybe isn't as – I wouldn't be as confident, but I my pick's going to be the Texans as a seven-and-a-half dog versus the Colts. And the Colts did come out last week and they beat up on the Raiders pretty well, but the Texans and the Texans did as uh, Michael pointed out, I mean, they did, they, you know, the bears beat them up pretty good last week too. But before that, the Texans had won three of their last five, including in that, and they did lose to Indianapolis, but that was only a loss 20 to 26. So I feel like Deshaun Watson is good enough to where, you know, he can, you know, at least give, you know, he can get, he'll give the Texans a chance, you know, most every week just with his level of play. And, you know, the Colts have, they've overall played well this year, but they've had, they've had stretches where they've gone a string together a few straight wins. And then they have, you know, random losses. They won three straight, then lost versus Cleveland. Then they lost versus Baltimore. Then they get blown out versus Tennessee. So they're prone to having, you know, they've been prone to having a bad game every now and again this season. And, you know, if I, I mean, against the, I feel like you could do, you could do a lot worse than this, than going with Deshaun Watson to, uh, to give him one great, to give the Texans one great game. So that'll be my upset pick this week. Darren is going with the Texans. I just have one thing I wanted to say. How about them, Cowboys? What about them, Cowboys? Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys. I'm going to take the Cowboys plus three against the 49ers. I don't know. It feels weird. I don't like it, which makes me think it's a good pick. So I'm going to take the Cowboys. I don't know. They played pretty well last week against the Bengals. It is the Bengals. This is the 49ers. It's a different team. But there's nothing about the 49ers that I've seen this year that makes me think, you know what? This 49ers team really should just be a should be on the road favorite. So yeah, I know the Cowboys are trying to get back into the conversation for the 
um, NFC East. And I really think this might be a good week to do it. They have a pretty good opponent and the other three teams play pretty difficult teams to play. So yeah, I'm going to go with the Cowboys here. I think they can really try to get back into this thing. Who knows what's going to happen in the NFC East, but I do know that Stephen A. Smith would be proud. How about them Cowboys? That wraps up our upset segment. Uh, like I said, so far, our picks for the points are Ian at 12, Darren at four, me at eight, Michael at seven. We all took the same picks this week. We all took Titans, all took Seahawks, all took Chiefs, all took the Browns, all took the Steelers. It's really going to come down to our upsets this week. So we'll see how that pans out. Ian, back over to you for the outro. Thank you, Jacob. Not sure how well that the reverse psychology picks are going to work out for you, but hey, let's gotta see. try something new. <clears throat> of course, you know if the old strategy is not working, you got to find something new. Anyway, thanks everyone for talking football this week. And hey, it's eleven fifty nine right now. We are coming in right before that Big Ten championship game starts in one minute or so. So I will just say, everybody, thanks for listening. Go follow at WDBM Sports on Twitter. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to get your podcasts. And that will do it for another great week of NFL discussion here on the pylon. We will catch you all next week. I think we've actually got a Friday game. It's Christmas. So we won't, you know, Merry Christmas to all the listeners. Make sure, you know, have a good holiday with your families. Um, we'll probably, we'll probably put this on Saturday, I would think. So, um, but we'll, no, but, you know, that's a good point. We can recap Christmas Day football. All right, let's go watch some Big Ten championship game, guys. It was good talking yeah. to you. Have a good one. Yep. Of course. You too. Bye, everybody.